because they'll be dead in minutes. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the not the, <laughs> welcome to Square Horror. I'm the master of ceremonies, and uh, uh, I'm the Duke of. I'm the slightly disappointed yeah, Duke. You're, of you're the blue balled Duke of Spook. <sighs> Why? Why might he be upset? We'll get into it at once at the appropriate time. Let's talk about Resident Evil. We're gonna talk. We're gonna finish talking about Resident Evil, and uh, I can tell by the look on your face that you are happy about it. I have some thoughts on these last couple of movies. Yikes! All right, let's get into <laughs> so. Now that we've finished Resident Evil, the movies at least, because you, you're still planning on playing the game, yes. and then we'll we'll see if it, if the footage is. Usable. Comparable. Yeah. We'll be able to post it relative enough that like we can actually, you know, release it as bonus content. Yeah, it's not gonna be like our alien isolation bonus episode that just turned into Which, mindless rambling. I don't know if that will ever see the light of day. I don't think it I don't will. Think so. hey, but it's fine because we covered alien. Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's like the golden like a golden egg of the throwback like, Thursday. It's like edition. Hashtag release the alien isolation episode. <laughs> I mean, you don't really want to hear it, (laughs) but we're going to try to figure it out a little bit more with these Resident Evil uh, episodes, the game episodes, if we Mm -hmm. end up doing those. Um, But before we get to that, we have two more movies because, yes, there's six Resident Evil movies, and uh, again, I keep saying they kept getting better. I didn't remember Retribution, but the stuff that I did remember, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Positive. Yeah, We're being because, positive. Okay, objectively, I think it can be safely said. Danny, Retribution's bad. Danny, your favorite Resident Evil movie is Afterlife. Yes, like uh, definitely. Conclusively, it's, it's Afterlife. Mine is the final chapter. Mm-hmm. No one you would ask would likely say Retribution. I don't think not so. not people that like the movies, not people that played the games. It's generally just a waste of time. Well, and I think <laughs> part of that I'm going to start to get into it is nothing happens. Oh, a lot Everything happens. in the movie is in a, is literally in a simulation. So nothing that happens matters well, until the okay. last 10 minutes. When you say it's in a simulation, that doesn't mean the whole thing was like a dream. No, they're in they're a facility that are They're all cloned people in a literal no, no, simulation. No, no, some of them were real. Leon was real. Luther was real. That guy that was, that was the an strike team to get real? her in. Yeah. To get her out. Jill was real. Um, oh, Marauder you. versions of the original Strike Team were real, and Alice was real, and that little girl wasn't real. That's the only thing that wasn't real. There are clones in this movie. There's a lot of clones in this movie. A lot of clones. Okay, so Retribution it came out in 2012. This mm-hmm. is the I don't remember when we said Afterlife came out, but I felt Afterlife was 2010. Okay, this is two two years. Mm-hmm. So after being captured by Umbrella, Alice breaks out of their weird Westworld type simulation department, which is kind of all that I had, because essentially, again, we at the end of Afterlife. If you've been listening, if you've been listening thus far, the end of Afterlife, kind of essentially has the survivors that are on the Arcadia boat getting blown to bits. Getting attacked. By Umbrella. The actual attack begins this movie. Yeah, it, it's it's cool because they shoot it from reverse. Yeah, they shoot first, it from the end and of then that they show to it, the beginning. And then they, they do, show yeah, it in real they time. They do a, a slow-mo reverse cut of like the fir- of two minutes of the fight. Or like the two minutes that all that mattered, really. Yeah. 
And then once they get back to like the be- the beginning of that, they then show you that whole exchange. Mm-hmm. Essentially, as you can tell, it's Umbrella with now that Jill Valentine has has showed up because has been mind controlled yeah. again. Well, if you again, if I mentioned, if you saw the end credit scene, you'd know that she was there. Otherwise, they do not give her introductions. So no. You better recognize what that woman looks like seven years after she was in a movie. That she and looks in a totally, completely yeah, different. Outfit. That she looks totally different, and her hair is different, her makeup is different. She's wearing something different. Like she is not. She's not the same Like, person. I forgot Whatsoever. who that was. Mm-hmm. So, that, but that's Jill. Jill Valentine from Apocalypse uh, is now brainwashed by Umbrella, and she's leading, like, their armada to just kill everybody. And um, steal Alice. Alice again. gets blown up off the, the ship and wakes up. Uh, it's sort of, I mean, she's just, like, real Alice. Our real mm-hmm. Alice. She wakes up in the middle of, or in, not in the middle, in the lowest part of a... The, uh, a hive installation that is underground and underwater. Yes. Or just maybe it's just underwater. It's a very hard place to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not an easily yeah. accessible hive like the ones in Tokyo. Relatively <laughs> easily accessible. And Vegas. Well, so unlike, you know, so unlike the other hives that she's been in, this one is solely R&D. It is all, the entire facility is like, you know, it's like almost like shit, it's shaped like an umbrella. It's in mm-hmm. a big circle. Each section is a simulated city, either Berlin, suburbia, Moscow, Moscow or New York City. Um, Tokyo. Tokyo, yes. Yeah, so there's all of these major cities where umbrella can test the virus. Mm-hmm. And they populate it using clones. And they have maybe like seven or eight different types of people. Mm-hmm. One of them is Alice. There's another one that's just a bunch of little girls that's yeah. supposed to be Alice's, like, daughter. Like, they're this clone's person. Like, her life is yeah. Alice's daughter. Mm-hmm. There's clones of uh, Michelle Rodriguez, who was in the first movie. Um, there's also other, other clones of Michelle Rodriguez, which is just, like, almost like the Marauders, like Mr. Mm-hmm. Sinister. He just clones the his anti-X-Men, so if they're ever killed in battle, you can just replace them with another clone. So, obviously, the Umbrella Strike Force from the first movie were a set of clones, mm-hmm. and the originals are super soldiers. Like, if you've been keeping... If listeners have been keeping up with Falcon of the Winter Soldier, they're essentially the same super type soldiers. of thing. Yeah. They're, like, all super soldiers. Well, and I think it's really interesting that before we wake up with our Alice is we are it we meet up with one of the clone, clone Alices Alice. in the suburbia simulation. Yeah. And she, I believe, dies. No, she does die. Her do- She hides her daughter in the closets mm-hmm. while she get- ends up dying. And by the time that fake, uh, real, real Alice gets there, she just meets this little girl. That's right. Who is one of the very few survivors of this area. She meets um, the, the Rochelle Rodriguez clone as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the Red Queen... No, Wesker, no. Uh, he contacts her. Yeah. Wesker, obviously, who's... Been a shining example of trust and, and good guidance thus far. Contacts, contacts Alice and says, "Listen, um, I got to get you out of there. We got to get you out of there because the humanity is like gonna end. Like, there's only a few number of us left, and we're meeting up, and we need you." And he's like, "I have a detachment of people that are gonna rendezvous with you in the middle of the facility. So, like, you need to get yourself there." So you got to get yeah, through yeah. a couple of these yeah. simulations. Yeah, so you have to get all like, get through like Tokyo, New York, and suburbia, while the boys are going through Moscow. Moscow, so they can meet up with you, and then they can take the way out through one of the other one cities of the other cities to get out, 
and you can meet up with us in Washington D.C. Yeah, because we're we're having a big powwow there. This is the last <laughs> we're of the gearing human up for race. the final battle. So the whole movie is just we're gonna get you there because mm-hmm. that's a big get big there. thing. Yeah, we're gonna get there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have not Jill Valentine; she's not working together. But Wesker, Alice, and um, a new game character, a new character in the franchise who's a classic game character, Leon Kennedy. Leon Kennedy. Who's in Resident, uh, Resident Evil 4. 4. I think he's in 5. I know he's one of the main characters in Outbreak, which is the only game I've ever played. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't remember the, the, that um, the Asian woman's name is uh, Ada Wong. I think she's in the games as well. She, I believe, is also in 4. Okay. And then there's a guy by the name of Barry Burton. Who's and accompanying them is Luther, who's the cool basketball player guy from Afterlife. From Afterlife. So, cause he, so he inexplicably survived also. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't that's know. one of those plot yeah, holes. Well, in this movie, and they get that. They do the same thing with Resident Evil. Where the, uh, sorry, not Resident Evil. Uh, Final chapter where they just kind of go. Yeah, oh, yeah she Cla- got away. Yeah, Claire got away. So, Chris is yeah. Chris is gone. Yeah, they never <laughs> talked about. It. I think Chris, Chris disappears. Well, we talked about it like on the last episode. That it's the app. It's the opposite. His agent said, "You know, I'm only." He told his agent, "I only want to be in properties or movies or TV shows where I escape from prison." Mm-hmm. So, like, hey, we want to have Chris Redfield back. And he's like, he's like Do "Am I, escape I escaping from, from prison? prison?" And they said, "No." And he's, "I don't want any part of it." <laughs> so, in this one, you've got new game characters, but they really don't do anything. Leon yeah. has maybe twelve lines, and he's just there because he looks just like him in the game. He doesn't yeah. really do anything. He lives, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have, as I said, brainwashed Jill Valentine and, uh, you know, clone versions of everyone we've met thus far. Um, Odin Ferris character, Carlos, mm-hmm. who's my favorite Umbrella Commando. He's on the Clone Strike Force with Jill Valentine and Michelle Rodriguez and the guy from the first movie, that black guy who dies in the laser hallway, oh, who we yeah. just saw, who was a nobody. Yeah. He was the guy at the barbershop. Like, that guy is from Resident Evil. Yeah. Oh, nobody was so much fun. Nobody was really good. Go see nobody if you can. It's like John Wick if John Wick had a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, they were true. the same age, but like, imagine John Wick had like a if, family, a factory job, and, and kids. Christopher Lloyd as his dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> anyway, so the bad guy in this movie is the rest of Umbrella. It's not Wesker. So mm-hmm. the 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 Umbrella Squad and the Red Queen is the bad guy again. Um, they give her a little bit more to do in this movie as they did in the last. She was, she was in the first, she was kind of in Apocalypse, she and then she's in, in this. She wasn't in yeah. Afterlife or Extinction. Or Extinction. Uh, maybe she was in Extinction, not Apocalypse. It's one of the two. She doesn't really do anything in that movie. Mm-hmm. But this one, they again recast the Red Queen because they need a little British girl. Yeah. <laughs> and they cast the girl from Mama and It, who is That's uh, right. the older sister in Mama, and she's the... Um, the bully. The, the, yeah, the only the, girl bully in It. <laughs> the new It movie. Yeah, and she's she's pretty cool. I, I was cool to see her when she was. Yeah, this is twenty twelve, so again. it's like the year before Mama, year or two before Mama. So yeah, you get that. Um, I just saw my last note, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, for the most part, you know, the Red Queen is again going haywire. For they don't really explain why, but she's ma- trying to make sure that Alice doesn't get out. So she's sending all fucking you know hard as fuck scenarios at the mm-hmm. areas that people are walking through. That includes in Moscow. There's just zombie soldiers, which is pretty yeah. pretty weird, but kind of freaky as fuck. I'm sure those are in the game somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's like bigger liquors that are the size of like cave bears this yeah, time. Yeah, they're huge. And the um, your boys are back from Afterlife. The, the two biggins. big ass guys. Hell the yeah, biggins, that's what you call them. <laughs> no, but there's two of them, and, and Allison. Who does she fight them with? Uh, I think Ada. 
Yeah. They just, they just like fucking trounce them while it's a pretty cool fight. And the guys look a little bit more gnarlier. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely do. They definitely have a little bit. They're not as clean as that last one was in Afterlife. There's a little bit better effects on them, Mm -hmm. which is sweet. Cause again, like I probably, again, this, this movie came out after five did now. So I think five's had time to gestate in the, the zeitgeist stuff so that people can associate big ex executioner guys with Resident Evil. So when mm-hmm. they go see this, they're expecting that. Uh, the only other note that I have in the entire movie is that the ending becomes Mortal Kombat. So I want to talk about this ending for for. We got before we get to the ending ending. We want to talk about this because I actually kind of did like this. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. But go ahead. No, no, no. After oh, you. Oh, I'll, you, I'll you want to about the ending ending. Yeah. Oh, well, before we do that, um, so obviously the squad gets out. They break out of the umbrella, the umbrella facility. They're being hotly cha- pursued by um, the strike team with clone Michelle Rodriguez, whose name I can never remember. They say it in the movie, and I just forgot mm-hmm. it. And then, of course, brainwashed Jill Valentine. Yeah. So Luther, Leon, and um, Alice... They get to the surface. They're like basically in a like just on a sheet of ice. It's all like underwater. Like I mm-hmm. said, the Umbrella Squad comes up in a submarine. They've escaped, and then they just basically start fighting each other. Luther and Leon are fighting Michelle Rodriguez, who takes like a steroid shot to make her like a. Oh, super that's right. Soldier. So she's basically indestructible. Yeah, so she's like mega Alice, like because she can't be killed. Like shooter yeah, doesn't bullets matter. don't work on her. She's beating the shit out of Leon and Luther. She punches Luther so hard in the chest that his heart his explodes. heart just stops. And when they do that, they cut to like a green, like a green X-ray, X-ray well, shot. Because like until then, I'm like, you know, I didn't want to equate. I mean, I know I'm hyped for Mortal Kombat, but I don't want to equate every single time there's, like, crazy hand-to-hand combat with Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. But in this case, (laughs) they literally cut to x-ray shots of her, like, breaking people's bones. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's totally Mortal Kombat. It's the the x-ray moves in Mortal Kombat. But it's almost like like when I would play Mortal Kombat with, (laughs) with, like, anyone that's, like... Oh, would it be cool if we played Mortal Kombat with Mortal Kombat? Like when I played it with Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we'll play Mortal Kombat. And just me beating the shit out of her. <laughs> despite the fact that I gave her ample time to learn how learn to play the moves. Mortal Kombat. And then fighting and then Alice fighting um Jill is more like when Joe and I would play Mortal Kombat. We're like we, even we, we were both good, but he was still better than I was. And, you know, he <laughs> whips out triborg and i'm like dude i'm trying to play fairly i don't want to get the alien to come out here yeah (laughs) god can we cover mortal kombat when it comes out? absolutely awesome i really want to anyway so jill's kicking the shit out of alice she's got like a bow staff the all the moves are crazy as fuck and it's got no donatello feel yeah well that's why i'm like this is not this is mortal kombat like this for sure is mortal kombat because there's x-rays there too and i'm like they're actually doing like like combos like they're mm. actually doing dumb shit um she breaks off the mind control somehow it doesn't really matter how she just like rips first... it off and then it starts crawling around yeah, should have been her first move to be honest yeah because <laughs> jill is clearly stronger than you so after she does that she figures okay i can't kill michelle rodriguez so she blows a hole in the ice and well, the yeah, zombies before that, have that yeah she know she gets knocked down to the ground and she looks through the ice and she yeah. sees one of the zombies swimming because i mean the facility blew up so all of the zombies are just kind of floating under the ice there mm-hmm. so she just opens up a hole pushes her in it and then she gets devoured by aqua zombies yeah you know as and, per usual yeah and then the squad is like all right 
Let's we'll go. Gear it up. Think, Let's yeah, go Luke to is DC. Dead. Leon's there. Jill's there. Alice there. It's all people from the games and Alice. They go into DC. They meet up with Wesker. He's like, I'm so glad that you've come. And then he gives Alice her powers back. He's like, yeah. I need you to be I need like, you at your on full level. level. And then they do this whole like badass walkthrough. Like there's like the armies there, umbrellas there, like the probably the remnants of like the FBI. Are I was there. Like, they are like, literally sitting on top yeah. of the White House, Washington Monument off in the distance. Yeah, so like the Washington Monuments out there, like there's probably hundreds of thousands of zombies. They got mm-hmm. huge concrete walls. They've got like fire catapults, like anti-aircraft floodlights missiles, everywhere, floodlights, so you can see what's going guns. on. They are primed. They are ready to go. They are ready for a final battle Wester, with the zombies. Wester straight up like, listen, I wouldn't, you wouldn't be here unless like we absolutely needed you because like we are gonna fucking we're gonna do it's this. the last stand right here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an yeah, X Men Three, the last stand. But like, yeah, yeah. So then movie ends there. So I so got super thinking, excited. Hell yeah. I was final like, oh, chapter. the final chapter is going to lead up with these main characters that we've met throughout the series. They're all meeting up. They're all about to fight zombie and kick some zombie ass as a team up against these literal thousands of zombies. What's final chapter about, Danny? Not that. No. They talk about it for 10 seconds if, at the and beginning. And talk about it. It's more... It's in the previously on. Yeah, well, because obviously this is the first one I saw, so I didn't know anything about the Retribution lead-up, so I was more okay with, like, okay, clearly some shit's gone down, it's all right. So, her previously on, obviously... First of all, they retcon a bunch of stuff. They really do. They decide that the T-Virus is a creation of, um... I don't remember his name. Dr. Marcus. Yeah. Uh, who... For his... Who created it as a treatment for his daughter, daughter Alicia. Alicia. Who has progeria, which is a rapid aging disease. Mm-hmm. So he's like an attempt to like keep it at bay. He creates the T virus. It's basically like, oh, it's a cure all for disease. Yeah. Unfortunately, it has side effects because if you weaponize it, it can turn people into zombies and wipe mm-hmm. out the planet. So Dr. Isaacs, who we've met in Extinction and the very, very end of Apocalypse, mm-hmm. shows up and. They go, remember this guy? Well, he's actually the CEO of Umbrella. Yeah. With Dr. Marcus. He wants the T-Virus from Dr. Marcus because they're like bioweapons. And Marcus is like, no, that's a horrible plan. So he kills him. Yeah. And then assumes control of, like, like guardianship of, of Marcus's daughter, who now, who now owns, owns half, half of, of the Umbrella. company. So it's, Mar- it's Marcus's daughter, Alicia, and dr isaacs and dr isaacs clearly is like okay well i'm just gonna do whatever the fuck i want i'm gonna turn mm-hmm. umbrella from this like actual good company into just a weapons developer and like the evil umbrella corporation yeah and correct me if i'm wrong but it's before marcus dies that he sets up yes he, I, he sets you up thank you for alice that. Yes. is the adult version of alicia that she will never really get to see and they use the Red Queen as Alicia's likeness when she was a child, as the childhood yes. so the, she yeah. doesn't get so to experience. So the Red Queen is made off of the pat, like the brain patterns and imaging and likeness of Alicia. So the Red Queen is young Alice. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could just blow through that. Alice is the clone of Alicia, but modified, obviously, to be of young woman age mm-hmm. because Alicia, even though she's only like supposed to be like 17 or 18, she is, she looks old... like a 70 year old woman. Yeah. Um, because the T virus treatment didn't, it was only temporary. Yeah. It couldn't save her so, from that forever. Yes. And going off of that umbrellas 
plan or Dr. Isaac's plan for Umbrella is we, what we kind of mentioned in some of the last episodes or I mentioned is that Umbrella has basically said, well, the world's going to end in like the next couple of decades. Mm-hmm. If we ended it on our terms, we would be able to like seize control of that opportunity and rebuild the world in our image. Yes. They give Dr. Isaacs a kind of an edge Christian thing because it's popular in the last eight years to make all the bad guys white Christians. It's just it's yeah. just it's just the modern like monster thing. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, they gave him that edge and he posits, Well, we have this thing called the T virus, which we clearly have been experimenting with and we know that it has the potential to wipe out everything. But keep resources intact. Yeah. So what so we're we, going to do... <laughs> so what we can do is we will keep ourselves and the rich and wealthy of the world, um, we can keep us cryogenically frozen until after it all ends, yeah. and then we can just repopulate the Earth as we see yeah. fit. Again, like, it's it's the... It's, it's Hydra's plan from Winter Soldier, but... Way cooler, but and also way not longer. killing people. But also not shooting people in midday. No, no, it's smarter, but it's it's more it's more biblical, which yeah. is way scarier. Well, yeah, and don't they bring up like Noah's Ark? That's what or I'm something? saying. Is that he's like, oh yeah, the Bible did it, and they're like, oh, Doctor Isaac's, come on, it's a little different, Doctor Isaac. <laughs> like, come on, buddy, let's like bring it back and let's just be evil and not bring religion into this for any reason. So, okay, so then that obviously sets up the entire franchise. They obviously intentionally released the virus. The whole thing happened. Dr. Isaacs, that was an extinction um, that Alice killed, was a clone mm-hmm. of the real Dr. Isaacs. Um, there's another clone that she meets, obviously, and he's still a clone, but, you know, she doesn't... As I, and the clones all believe that they yeah, are the well, real and version. that's what they bring up in this, is that every time they make clones, he's like, it gives them an, an extra survival instinct if they think they're real. He's like, well, mm. you are a clone. Yeah. And she's like, well, no, I just have memory loss from the, the mansion in Resident Evil. And like, no, it's because no, we just, memories. we didn't make memories for you because you're not real. You're mm-hmm. a clone who's only, like, ten years old, which... Have they ever really established that it's been 10 years since the first movie? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like it's been 10 years, like, in our real life since the first movie. So they're just like, I think oh, it's we been might longer. as well. Probably, but like. There's a solid five years in between Retribution and Final Chapter. Yeah. Because Retribution was 2012, Final Chapter was 2016, 2017. 2017. Uh, yeah, 20, 2016, because I was still in high school okay. when I came out. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. The point is, I mean, you could even have, like, between, you know, extinction and, like, apocalypse, you could have, like, six or seven years. Because yeah. that's when there was, like, oh, yeah, the T-Virus then went on to, like, fuck up everything. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. So, um, where I think that it became very interesting to me is that immediately, like, I mean, obviously, you come into it going, oh, shit, there's no battle, it's just the aftermath of that. That hurts. It hurts, and I think I also got confused because <laughs> they start to talk about it, and they're like, Wesker, why didn't you kill Alice while you were there? Yeah, and they it's like, of, that wasn't the point of it, yeah, I didn't they think. kind of, like, and Alice even says in her previously on, but, like, they just briefly, ca- like, hand wave it away of, oh, it was a trap. I'm like, a trap for what? What was the trap? Yeah. How, how, how did you end up in a bunker? Did they blow everything up? If they did, why would they kill all those people? Mm-hmm. And if they did, did why are all the zombies gone all of a sudden? There was literally hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah. It hurts, but, I mean, again, I came into it with no- nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a story, this one's, at least in my opinion, the most concise as a normal movie. 
I would definitely There's a agree beginning with that. thing, like, Alice wakes up, she's like, oh, shit. She kills that zombie, she kills that flying evil, um, the, the giant dragon. dragon thing that we've talked so much about. It's just a giant zombie Winged thing, beast. like, dragonfly thing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sweet. That action sequence is really cool. I was immediately this hooked to that. This one does have some really so nice saying, action all sequences. All the action scenes are very well directed. It's yes. very cool. Um, and then immediately after that, she's summoned into, like, this bunker by the Red Queen. Mm-hmm. Who's like, listen, I know we may have had our differences, but in like 48 hours, Umbrella's plan to wipe out all of humanity like will come to a head because they found like the last remaining human settlements. And in 48 hours, they will have destroyed them and like effectively all of humanity will have died mm-hmm. except for Umbrella. So the big one is you need to go to Raccoon City because there is a airborne antivirus yeah. that once you release it, it will kill anything that has the T-virus inside of it. So once it gets into the air, the winds will carry it, and eventually everything infected with the T-virus will die. Mm-hmm. And humanity can rebuild, because there will no longer be... That will be gone. Yeah. But the only place it is, is it's in the hive under Raccoon City. And there's only one... Dose, there's only there's one. There's only one of it. There's only one vial of this airborne yeah. antivirus. And so naturally... There's only 48 hours yeah. to go do this. So I'm like, okay, I'm in. Like, you've got me. Like, yeah, there's a, her, she's there's, got an objective. There's a she's clock like, for it. Yeah, it there it's is like, immediate Alice, get to Raccoon City, release the antivirus, or all of humanity dies. I'm like, boom, yeah. I'm there. That's all I need to know. Cool, I got it. Yeah, there's stakes. You're ready to build from there. Yeah, and on her way to Raccoon City, she obviously gets abducted by Dr. Isaacs. He introduces mm-hmm. himself. He's like, oh, I know why, why you're going back there. We need to go there as well to stop her from doing it. There's really cool action scenes on the tank. It's fucking like, yeah. awesome. So when they have her captured, they're like, hmm, let's toy with her. We're going to go just fast yeah. enough that the zombies are tailing us, and we can have her roped to our tank and having to run to keep up with the tank and avoid the zombies. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was, one, very ingenuitive, but also, well, two, a total Because that's move. what's cool is that how Umbrella is planning on destroying these human settlements is just bringing hordes of zombies with them. And if the zombies don't kill them, Umbrella's got tanks. Mm-hmm. And they can just blow up whatever buildings they're in. So yeah, it's very horrifying. And again, it services the zombies as just like the means of destruction. Yeah. They're not like the thing that's the problem. I also really like the uh, a part of the poetic justice I see in this movie is... Um... They capture her because she tried to use one of their motorcycles and it shocked her yeah. because she needed fingerprints. And so her her rational decision to go about that is just chop off Dr. Isaac's hand and use that to yeah. start up the motorcycle, which, which I thought was so cool, especially because he gets some revenge on that later in the movie. It's pretty sweet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That yeah. makes total sense. So, yeah. So you, again, the tank scene's fucking awesome. So she shows up at Raccoon City. And meets up with the actual group of survivors there who are, again, led by Claire Redfield. Claire Redfield's Who is inexplicably there. And her, but at least you and I were both like, how the fuck is she alive? I was like, they at least gave they an answer. Gave, okay, it's, maybe it's not the best answer, but it's an explanation. Because mm-hmm. she's like, I got abducted after afterlife. And they were bringing us back to the hive here. Yeah. I killed the pilot and we crashed. And then I just met up with survivors here. And, you know, even people like people that were with them. And they're like, we'll just make new society I was like, here. It was enough of a, yeah, I'm like, of a response. Cool. Like, cool. Got we it. can walk I past know, this. Even when I first saw it, I'm like, I'm sure she's an old character. But, like, they told me everything I needed to know. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's um, 
Allie Larder. So yep. Allie Larder gets to be in another movie, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I love Allie Larder. Um, her new survivors also include uh, this guy, Doc, who's like their doctor, who's like the guy that's sleeping with her. Mm-hmm. Um, he's named this game Eon Mackin. He was in the that movie The Forest with Natalie Dormer. Oh, is that the Suicide Forest? Yeah, one? yeah. Oh. Um, he also, I mean, he he's a uh, it looks like a British actor or like Irish actor. You mm-hmm. got um, this guy Razor, who's played by Fraser James, who's again he's not like the stand-in for Luther, but like he's kind of that same type of guy. Um, the only thing I really seen is that he was a Terminator Salvation. Okay. Um, um hey Matt, <laughs> who was super popular in 2016 and deci- and had to be in a lot of movies? Oh, uh, Ruby Rose because yeah. Orange is the New Black started. Was hitting and they, they were like, you need to be Batwoman, you need to be in Resident Evil, you need to be in John Wick, you need to be in you everything. Need to do everything you possible. can. And she's great. She's I love great. her. She's, she's great in this great. movie too. But I mean, yeah, and I think as I mentioned before, the the girl that's playing the Red Queen is going to be young Natasha Romanoff in the Black Widow. That's right. Movie, which is pretty sweet. Um, and of course, Ian Glenn is still of Dr. Isaacs because, again, he's the reason I saw this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Because there's a, they had a bit in the trailer. The trailer is firstly fantastic. It sold me. The scene that sold me was it's when they're back in the laser corridor and he's sitting there, like he's just standing over saying some shit. And I'm like, Jorah Mormont and a laser corridor. Yeah. <laughs> I am intrigued. Like this is pretty like when we get to Underworld Blood Wars, mm-hmm. it's the same thing as I knew nothing about Underworld and then that ca- this actually came out um so Resident Evil I think came out in November or January-ish times. Blood Wars came out in uh, February. January. Yeah, January. Blood Wars came out a month later. Okay. So it was two like end of franchise revival things that the trailers I'm like this looks really awesome, mm-hmm. but I don't want to watch it because I have no fucking idea what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Blood Wars was just like, it seems very complicated. I want to see the other shit. Mm-hmm. This one got me just because I'm like, John Mormont's a bad guy? No way. <laughs> so yeah, the new survivors are living in Raccoon City. They've got a whole ass, like, big apartment building that they've mm-hmm. fortified. They've got, I mean, because it's Claire Redfield, she's got a bunch of gasoline. Because she just always has gas. to have gasoline. Um, and when Umbrella gets there, they just besiege the place. So mm-hmm. Alice has about, like, two hours to get it ready for Umbrella to show up. She builds, like, catapults. Yeah. They've got, like, a whole system that will just pour liquid gasoline, like, on fire onto these whores of zombies. She's prepared. Yeah, she, she gears up for this. And it's only after they feel like they've beaten Umbrella enough that they are like, we need to get inside the hive. So Alice, Claire, some of the other bros that you know are going to die. Yeah, the cannon yeah, fodder. They go in there, and Wesker, who has – she, he obviously survived his 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 ambush, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck he did. Whatever that trap like, was. He's now in the hive, and he's taking control of the defenses because they have kind of theorized, like, the Red Queen's fucking with us. Yeah, some something's wacky, so I'm going to be in yeah. control of everything. So then he begins to kind of, like, almost – activate like saw traps yeah like i mean when they're like he takes control of the hives defenses so he sets the zombie dogs on them which are called cerberus which is fucking super cool um once they're in the hive because of the like electrical malfunctions a lot of the defenses don't always work Mm -hmm. so they manage to get through a huge turbine fan that once it turns on they're like, oh, should we get to get through? Mm-hmm. Wesker reverses the polarity. So it starts, so it starts pulling sucking them. people back in. There's that, like, whole vent, like, scene where, like, all of a sudden you could just be, like, 
pushed into a like a, a, a shaft of some sort. Yeah, it just drops out. And you have like three seconds to get back on once it drops out. It's fucking super creepy. It drops mm. you into like, you know, bioweapons testing facilities or it drops you just into, you know, a cage. Like yeah. the player just gets into just a cage. So it, it's trying to separate them. It's trying to kill them. You know, Claire finds her way into you know, Umbrella High Command. She sees all of these cryogenically frozen, frozen people. people. Or Alice does. She confronts Dr. Isaacs, the real Dr. Isaacs. Mm-hmm. Like, the prime version. Because he has now been unfrozen. He's like, is the apocalypse? And they're like, no, we've got a problem. He's like, ah, I see. Mm-hmm. But this Dr. Isaacs is Kung Fu Jesus also. Yeah, he's also got these magic Kung Fu Jesus yeah, powers. Yeah, and he's got an edge because he's got, like, predictive... Combat vision? vision? Yeah, he can see the percentage of w- the likelihood that something's going to work out or not work out. My favorite scene is when he, like, shows up. So she's in the in the office. He's got the anti-serum. He's like, you just gotta play ball with me or I'll release this down here and it's fucked. And yeah, it's not gonna go anywhere if it's stuck down here. So she starts, like, in her mind, playing out scenarios like, oh, I could get to this pen and stab him. I could, like, use... The you decanter know, this, this, on the yeah. table. And he's like, nah, man, it doesn't work. And they show this little, like montage of her trying those things and he's just killing her and then it cuts to him pouring himself a drink and it says target neutralized 100% like 100% like success rate like, yeah plausibility or whatever and he's just like having a drink and I'm like this is a Mortal Kombat victory scene. yeah <laughs> so he's got that edge on her he's also has the advantage that they've they had a mole in Claire's unit, so he's helped them. Mm-hmm. Wesker's there, and I say Wesker's yeah. there. The Red Queen is there, and this is when you know Claire, not Claire, Alice is learning. Okay, the um, the original version of me is Alicia. She's there. Well, yeah, she's telling she, her like, she comes in. Yeah, we've been trying to take Umbrella down this whole time, and the Red Queen can't help them because it's against her programming, programming. to harm tomorrow. A member of the Umbrella Corporation <laughs> to harm any member or employee. So Alicia acting as co CEO fires Wesker, and the Red Queen immediately drops, yeah, drops a, a door, door on, on his legs. It's just so <laughs> fun. Like my favorite line is just Alicia, like because it's it's still. Um, Mila Jovovich, but just with a but bunch just of with old age lady. makeup. So she looks at Wesker's like Albert Wesker, you're, you're fired. fired. And I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> it's just so fun. <laughs> I haven't written Albert Wesker, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> so again, the whole the, and then the you know releasing the anti serum has been important this whole movie because obviously it will kill all the zombies, but it will also theoretically kill Alice because she's got the T virus in her. Mm-hmm. And so the whole movie, Claire's like, no, we can't release this. I'm like, Claire, it's uh, all of humanity. Like, Alice is always Alice. like, I gotta. I gotta do it. Yeah, <laughs> I she, gotta do it, Jeff. She's like, I gotta do it. And she <laughs> she releases the anti-serum, but not before um, the real Dr. Isaacs beats the clone version of himself that she's cut the hand off of. Oh, no. No. First, we okay, have their so fight first, scene, which first, is the best. It's my favorite. That's right. There's a fight scene, and what comes back? The laser corridor. The laser corridor. Our favorite. It's one it's of our favorite cool, set pieces. It's where my favorite, like, like, um, like, soundtrack of the movie comes from is that scene. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's the mixture of the original music, and they, like, remix it. And it's as he's, like, sending her these different designs, and she's just jumping over and dodging them and shit. Well, yeah, and then the one time that it actually affects her is when he has a hold of her, and he's focusing yeah. on keeping her hand, so she yeah, loses her fingers from the laser. It, so it cuts her fingers off. I'm like, fuck! And because he was focused on that, she was able to yeah, get she... around his 
percentage looking yeah. and put a grenade in his yeah. jacket I actually pocket. Don't, I actually don't hate it. I think it's a pretty cool Oh, no, I think it's great. Him. Also, because he doesn't die there. Yeah, that's just what out. knocks him out for a minute. Yeah, I mean, he follows her to the surface as she goes to release the anti-serum, um, but he meets well, the clone He catches himself. it, and he's like, yeah. not so like, fast. Like, I can't do it. And his clone shows up and is like, His clone's what like, hey, hey, no, I'm the real one. So he stabs the yeah, original. He kills himself. <laughs> And I think they just kill each other because then Alice releases the anti-serum. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, God, I'm having a hard time. She's well, yeah, going she, to die. She passes out. There's that cool shot of all of the zombies are showing up. She releases it, and they all just Start fall falling. like dominoes. Yeah. All of them are dead. She she kind of passes out. She wakes up. Claire's like, you did it, Alice. She's like, why am I alive? Am I alive? <laughs> um, apparently, there's just... Too many regular cells? Yeah, apparently. I, think I wrote it down. I think their explanation is there's enough healthy cells that the T-cells didn't take over the body. It was just enhancing it. Uh, I see. You couldn't die, Alice, because you had more love in you than T-virus or whatever. Uh, I'm going to stick with I mean, my explanation. I mean, it's more or less like you just... you. You yeah. got protagonist well, she's powers. Like, you laid down your life, which is something no one at Umbrella would have ever done. I'm like, so she's just a good person? So the T-Virus didn't affect her? <laughs> you really wanted your way out of this. But as, as you know, reward, Alicia has downloaded her, the memories of her childhood. Well, and Alicia to, died. Yeah, yeah she died, well, she was in the explosion that killed mm-hmm. all of Umbrella Command, so everyone at Umbrella is now gone. is dead. Wesker blew up in the explosion. Elysia blew up in the explosion. Isaacs is dead. All of High Command's destroyed. The Hive is gone. No more. It's just the survivors and, you know, the world that's that's getting cured of the T-Virus. So mm-hmm. while she's, you know, made that sacrifice, Elysia has dictated, well, you're me, and because you don't have a past, I'm giving you my memories. And she's yeah. downloaded onto a contact lens that she has just kind of put on and then mm-hmm. assumes all of these memories... And the movie ends with Alice saying, you know, well, when T-Virus spread, it spread at the speed of the modern world on in airplanes and travel and all this stuff. And because that's gone, the T-Virus cure has to spread like with the wind. So it could take mm-hmm. years for, for to every member the of the, for every corner of the globe to be, to be fixed. So it kind of just has her, like, out of an Incredibles 2 ending where she's like, my work's just not done. And, like, and so she's driving cool off in a motorcycle. And... It doesn't really matter, but she's being pursued by one of the aforementioned T-Virus dragon Dragons. monsters, which makes me think, did they just have enough love in them, too? <laughs> they they did what no other a- They did what no do. other T-Virus infected thing could do, and it was evolve into a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think it's like, there's just too much T-Virus in me yeah. for me to be cured. You have to kill me. So, yeah, the franchise ends there, and that feels like the most concise ending to me. I know that you're oh, partial yeah. to where the afterlife ends, but this one didn't set up a sequel. I was like, yeah, that's that's the big difference, that I think this has the best conclusion. I, I'm i just partial to afterlife because I liked where that movie ended yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, they're just fucking die. Yeah. Well, and this is like, the way that afterlife ended, they're like, if you make a sequel, you have to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to pick up from here and then go. If they decide to make a Resident Evil sequel that was in this camp, I mean, I know they've rebooted it, and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about that in a minute, but if they decided to, they could take it from any angle that they wanted to. Yeah, they were not, it's very yeah, open. It's very open-ended, which is how all of them should have ended. Because yes. then they wouldn't have been constrained by, 
Well, we don't have the budget for like a fucking world end of the world like Washington last stand. Mm-hmm. So we kind of we have to just say it was a trap. We have to just move on. Yeah. We hope people will move on with us. And Danny will never move on. I'm I'm starting to. I think it makes me feel better now that we've talked about it and I never have to look at retribution again. Yeah, just uh, I could just go from just afterlife this. Yeah, to this. Watch afterlife in this, which would be cool too because afterlife is just like fuck, like, you know, I we I hijacked the plane or whatever that was taking me. We crashed mm-hmm. in DC. Boom. Yeah. And then Claire's right off DC. All the characters we went at Retribution don't have to matter at all. Exactly. And the only real problem we have is, where's Chris? Uh, he didn't make it. Died in the crash. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, real quick, for a second, I want to talk about this new thing that's coming uh, out. Resident Evil Welcome yeah. to Raccoon City. So, Resident Evil has been re- rebooted again. But this time, it's not in the hands of Paul W.S. Anderson, so he won't make a new thing for his wife to be in. Mm-hmm. This is going to be straight up, like, the... The game. The game. It says, set in 1998, when the original games came out, yes. this Resident Evil origin story explains the secrets of the Spencer Mansion, which, I'm, is, which the is the first, the first true game. Yeah, yeah the first and game, Raccoon I think City. second one. So it's going to basically just be the first couple of games. Mm-hmm. Because the cast list for this is um, Claire Redfield, Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, William Birkin, um, like, all, the whole, like, squad from the first, like, the, the first, first couple yeah. games. Leon Kennedy's in it, Ada Wong's in it. Um, I know that uh, Wesker is in it, too. Yeah, it's a lot of people that's, like, names are people from the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed and written by this guy, Johannes Roberts, who did um, 47 Meters Down. Oh, the original one? Yeah, the original, and the remake. And Strangers Pray at Nights. Oh. So I really am a huge fan of the way this guy does horror. Yeah. Especially, like, when it comes from, like, a cinematic, cool-looking, you know, part, like, point of view. Mm-hmm. He also did a movie called Expelled, which I've, I've wanted to see for a while. Um, huh. And like, he's, he's done pretty much exclusively horror movies. And he's written and directed both the 47 Minutes Down movies. That's nice. Which is really cool. So I don't know if you've seen this yet, but the cast for this, we semi-talked about. So Chris Redfield is Kea Scoladero, who was in uh, Crawl. She's the main girl from Crawl. Oh, yeah. She's in the Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. She was in the Maze Runner movies. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. She was in the really shitty Pirates of the Caribbean movie that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, It doesn't matter. One? Just forget about that one. Um, the I girl, didn't see any of them yeah. after World's End. The girl playing Jill Valentine is the girl. Her name is Hannah John Kamen. She's Ghost from, from, from Amen and the Wasp. Wasp. Uh, apparently, she's also been in uh, Ready Player One, Black Mirror, and that Killjoys show, which is based, oh, I think, yeah. on some kind of comic book. Uh, I don't remember. But, uh, so she's really cool. I really mm-hmm. liked her in Ant-Man Lost. Tom Hooper, or Hopper, is Albert Wesker. Um, he's one of the main characters in uh, Black Sails, which is a pretty cool pirate show. He was in Game of Thrones. He was and, in... Uh, um... Oh, what is and Umbrella Academy? Uh, Umbrella Academy. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's Luther. Uh, and then and he was in Invisible Man, twenty twenty. Was he? I think I might be. Thinking I didn't. The wrong guy. I didn't see who he was. No, because the no, guy I'm you're thinking of the wrong guy. The he's from he's from Haunting of Hill House. Hill House. Yeah, they kind of look the same. Um, and then Robbie Amell is Chris, is Chris Redfield. Uh, Robbie Robbie Amell is in Arrow. He's not in Arrow. He's in The Flash. He's in The Duff. Uh, Tomorrow People and the Babysitter movies and that Babysitter new show Upload movies. or that movie up movie Upload. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just generically handsome. 
Donald Logue is Chief Brian Irons. Donald Logue was in Gotham, uh, Gotham, yeah. and uh, Shark Knight. I don't know if you ever saw. It. And he's Bla- he's in Blade, the original. The Blade original movie. and Ghost Rider and the oh, Patriot. Holy shit! He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, what the fuck? Good for him, man. Yeah, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, Gotham. Um, and then you have Avin Jogi as Leon S. Kennedy. Avin Jogi was in Victorious. Was it? no. He's back in Victorious. He's also in Shaft. And Zombieland, the the second movie. Oh my God, that's bad. Yeah. He's I actually he really yeah, I actually now. really like him. That's I, awesome. I, he's been one of the people I've wanted Dreamcast when my book becomes a movie because mm-hmm. I really want him to be in it. Uh, and then a lady named Lily Gao is Ada Wong. Um, she's in Kin and The Handmaid's Tale and The Expanse as well. And Letterkenny. Yeah, Letterkenny. So this cast is stacked. So not only is going to be it sounds like a pretty good adaptation of the games, like if. If you're someone who stayed away from these movies but you love Resident Evil, mm-hmm. this seems like it will be a really good adaptation of the games. It says right now it's in post-production. It's expected by early September of this year. Well, yeah, and um, in and, an interview with um, the writer-director, they revealed that it was going to be an origin story very faithful to the games. Yeah. It's going to be set in 1998, and it's... Su- and it will be, quote, super, super, super scary. scary. Ah, it's also cool how um, it was announced while Resident Evil Final Chapter was still in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says James Wan was supposed to produce it. I actually remember him being on top of this, and he left to go do Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I remember for the longest time that he was, like, attached to this project. I'm like, oh, cool, James Wan will do a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's going to be a bunch of stuff from the games i'm assuming and they only like just this past week announced the name is like welcome to raccoon city yeah there's like a new like cover art it's just the sign from raccoon city that says home of umbrella so this is going to be really cool and now that you've seen the movies i hope that you'll be more excited to go see this i i'm very excited because now i'm i'm locked into anything that they make that's resident evil orange especially Mm -hmm. because the last two or three games and the one coming up are departures from the story they've made and they're just kind of more like American Horror Story. Yeah, in the universe. I mean, they they semi, like, reference Umbrella or, like, people from the other games, but, like, they are largely their own thing, like Biohazard. I know the Village is going to be its own thing. Mm -hmm. So it's cool that the games are going in their own direction, kind of like how the movies ended up, like, deciding they're going to make their own story. This seems, and now that um, Konami's been like remaking their games, yeah, like every other year they'll remake one of the games, and like next year they'll make a new one, and like mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing. This is gonna be now that the games are relatively popular. Well, yeah, because they just remade three, so one and yeah. two re-entered the popular mainframe about two years that's ago. That's probably why this got the green light. Is they're like there's now a bigger um, interest and market for the new. For, for, the, for original the original games. Ones. Like, people will go see this and know what's going on in there. Yeah. Which is awesome. Especially because everyone that's in it is someone I know well, and someone I really like. Well, and it sounds like even um, Robbie Amell is a, is a huge fan of the game, so he probably wants it to be very... Yeah, he's like, like Henry Cavill with The Witcher. Yeah. Yeah, that's been my, always my huge thing, is I love when actors champion things that they really love. Like, I know pretty much everything that um, Seth... Rogan produces in the last mm-hmm. couple of years um, are things that he just really likes. He's been the, he's an great. executive producer and writer for The Boys. He mm-hmm. did the same thing with Preacher, and he basically just is me if I like was a producer. <laughs> and they're like, because I remember hearing a story when Preacher first came out. He he basically walked into an exec's office for some other meeting, saw an issue of Preacher, and was like, "You guys got the rest of this? 
Like, oh, we're just thinking about it, like a pilot or whatever. He's like, whatever you do with this, I want to be a part of it. Like, this is my favorite that's thing in the awesome. world. I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's how they should make shit. Yeah. yeah. If Hollywood thinks it's worth a gamble to, like, risk money at whatever on, they should do it. But what they should be more worried about is getting out of their, getting out of the writing room and putting people that they trust that say, I love this thing. Let me work on it. I will make sure it's a return on your investment because the people that will go see this that know what it is will love it that much more. Mm-hmm. Which is what they're doing with the boys. And, I mean, it's it's just nice to see that. Yeah. Especially, you know, how, I don't know, I, I don't want to be cynical, but I feel like Marvel is half and half. Yeah. And you can kind of tell, like, just they're just pumping out so much material. I'm like, I really want all of it to be good, and so far it has been. But I get nervous when but, they start, with the release schedules they're setting themselves up with. I'm like, Jesus with. Christ, let's slow down it's a little a bit. Lot. Well, and it's all so diverse, and I'm like, mm-hmm. great, but realistically how many diehard producers that are really good artists are fans of these things enough to make them good yeah like great morbius movie awesome how do we know that it's gonna be good like is there someone that sony trusts that much that loves morbius that much Mm -hmm. like how do we know it's gonna be actually that good yeah and not just it's a peripheral spider-man property that we can make into a movie yeah, for sure. Like, don't just make a thing because it's a new thing. I want you to make a thing because you've got people that are like, I want to make this thing happen. That's not to say that they're not. Most of them are. Um, but I just get nervous. Especially because I really just... I want to play Moon Knight, Danny. I'm, I'm really sorry I that just, Oscar Isaacs is doing it. And you know what was the, the twist of the blade is that he's also the voice of Gomez Adams. It's like <laughs> the two things in this life I want to be most... <laughs> Oscar Isaacs is, and I love Oscar Isaacs. I'm sure he'll be brilliant as, as Moon Knight, but it's not the same. I just want to play someone with that much chaotic energy, like, like chaotic good or chaotic neutral energy, because mm-hmm. it, it he doesn't matter. Like it nothing matters to him. Like that's I literally true. started following a page that's just shit that Moon Knight says in comics, and you're like, there's no <laughs> way this is a real thing. I'm like I would have. I put a bunch of them in in our group chat, and I was like, mm-hmm. I would shave Kong and blow Godzilla yeah. <laughs> to be fucking Moon Knight. And it's not going to ever be enough. <laughs> it's the same thing we talked about after we watched, uh, or after I watched the Snyder Cut about Deathstroke. That's right. I'm like, listen, I don't care what it takes, but I want to make a Deathstroke movie, and I want it to be fucking really good. Mm-hmm. So that being said, Resident Evil looks like it's going in that direction, too. Yes. So awesome. Yeah. So, next week, you can look forward to a little break between franchises. Oh, yeah. While we take a quick look at Upgrade. Next week, we're going to do Upgrade, which is similar to Resident Evil in the wheelhouse of its more technology-type action horror. Uh, You've seen seen Upgrade, right? I have not, actually. Really? I really wanted to. Oh, man. Because when I first saw it, I was like... Oh, is this a new trailer for Venom? Yeah. And it, it, so, they feel you know well, from the trailers they feel very similar, but I from my understanding it's a it's a lot more different than I think it is. We will talk I'm looking about forward it. to it. We will talk about it when we get there, but um it's the same movie. It's just Venom. <laughs> it came out a couple months after Venom, mm-hmm. right? It's the same week that Hereditary did. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. But um the guy that's playing him, I always forget his name, uh but he's essentially like the the actor looks just like Tom Hardy. Yeah. I'm like, he's like almost discount Tom Hardy. I love him too. They're both fantastic, but 
he looks just like Tom Hardy. Yeah. And he's in a movie about a guy that's talking to a, a symbiote type thing that is helping him be a bad survive yeah so i'm like this is venom it's just a little bit darker than venom Mm -hmm. and not a superhero movie because this guy is a pain in the ass asshole sometimes (laughs) but after upgrade um and hopefully the bonus episodes will come out with with resident evil Mm -hmm. we're about to get super goth for the rest of this french for the rest of this genre breakdown we're gonna get into Underworld. We're gonna do. We're gonna come at Underworld similar to how we did this, where we're gonna do it. Hopefully, two, maybe three episodes, mm-hmm. um, and then we're gonna do Dark Man, which is a Johnny Depp sort of Ghost Rider, The Crow type movie, and then we're gonna hit The Crow mm-hmm. and all of its fun goings on. So, next couple weeks, you know, it's gonna get goth. It's, and yeah. I hope you're fucking ready for that, Danny. I'm I'm getting really ready for it. Because it's going to get pretty awesome. <laughs> so follow us on Instagram at the underscore square horror podcast. Feel free to give us feedback or requests at our email at squarehorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Please, just when you're watching the next couple of weeks' entries, I want you to remember that the 90s was a different, more glorious time. <clears throat> and that... People that wish they lived in those movies shouldn't be bullied for their beliefs or laughed at for their edginess. They Matt, are you be... talking about yourself right now? I'm just saying, <laughs> whoever hypothetically that may be out there that really just wishes they could live the lives of these people, those people are, have nothing to be ashamed of at, at all. Danny, they don't? <laughs> So just remember to stay spooky, everyone.